Welcome to It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where two friends experience popular nerdy franchises for the first time. My name is Leah, and this season my co-host Kelly and I will be traveling to a galaxy far, far away as Kelly experiences Star Wars for the very first time. And I'm the expert. Let's dive in. Should I say it? Say it! We're back! We're back! <laughs> did you miss us? Not that we took any time away. You saw We did not week. take any time away. <laughs> but we are back with the third and final part of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, which I finally remember the name of. And, exciting moment, they did say it. They actually said it, I feel like, a few times. Well, they said it, like, it was a few times in the same conversation. Yeah, yeah. With different meanings, but, you know, not to jump ahead of ourselves. That's the only reason that I remember it, to be totally honest. <laughs> I'm excited for you to guess what the next movie is called. Stay tuned. Uh, the come up in some of the resistance. <laughs> close, close. Okay, there you go. So yeah, let's just dive back in. The last section that we filmed ended at a very intense moment. Yeah. And we actually cut back to Finn and Rose and DJ sneaking through the First Order ship. So I'm still, you know, anticipating what's going to happen next. I'm going to be honest, I didn't really care so much for this section of the film. Yeah, like the whole section or just like what Finn and Rose were doing? This part and then also the whole section. I think the saving grace of this section is... The romance. Well, is there romance? Yes. I was going to say the saving grace for it for me was... The romance. Yeah, the romance. No, the visuals. (laughs) The visual romance. Visuals were good. Implied romance was great. The fights were cool, but they also left a lot to be desired. They were cool, but also not cool. But some, like it has some of my favorite visuals and then some of my least favorite things ever. And also we get the conclusion of Poe's insurrection, which was god-awful. It's just, Mm -hmm. yeah, not a great section. I agree. It was better than the second section, though. I'll tell you that. It's interesting to me because Star Wars fans, I guess as a whole, like this movie better than the next movie. And I disagree. I think that this is the worst movie in the franchise. By far, this is the worst one. I agree with you wholeheartedly. This was my least favorite movie. And honestly, now I'm less excited for the third movie. So that's disappointing. Oh, man. Oh, that's Hopefully there will be some romance to pick it up for me. Yeah. Well, let's see. There won't be. (laughs) It's just going to be more confusing romance plot lines like this movie had. Very confusing. Well, anyway, let's just dive in. Yeah. So like I said, we start with Finn, Rose, DJ, and they are sneaking through the First Order ship. And Finn leads DJ to this door where the tracker is. And he does something that sparks. And then he gives Rose her necklace back that he took in the last section and he explains that he basically just wanted it because it's a good conductor. Yeah, interesting. (laughs) So we're led to believe that he's not as bad of a guy as we originally thought, but then that is squashed pretty quickly. quickly. (laughs) So then Poe calms them, he's asking for an update, and then him and his band of traitors, as I've been calling them, take over the bridge. Yes, that's what they are. They go to their stations and C-3PO is like, oh, Holdo was looking to speak to you and Poe was like oh yeah we spoke hated it eye roll and then C-3PO is like I'm almost scared to ask and Poe's like good instinct C-3PO stay with that <laughs> so I hated that but it was pretty funny yeah it was funny like Poe has still got that like funny charming thing about him but he's also a traitor at the same time so he's very compelling because he's conventionally attractive yes <laughs> <laughs> so then he shuts down the hangar bay or maybe just the lights I'm not actually 100% sure but it's where the transports are preparing 
going for their escape. Yeah. And Holdo, the baddie that she is, actually, I shouldn't even call her a baddie because I've noticed in our podcast episodes, I refer to the bad guys as baddies. <laughs> baddie can be good or bad, I think. Yeah, she's a good baddie. Well, in this sense, she's technically a baddie against the main cast, but like we agree with her. But she, yeah, she's the one who's doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> so she uses this as an opportunity to throw off her captors and then she pulls out a blaster and Finn sees lasers shooting from the bridge and he orders, I forget her name, Carrie Fisher's daughter to seal the door. Billy Lord. I can't remember the character's name because as you could probably guess, they never say it. They would never say it. Why would they? Lieutenant something. I don't remember. Chirpley? But I just call her Billy. Yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Chirpley. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to say, I'm not a big fan of her, her character. Well, I'm a big fan of her as a human, as this character. No. Mm -mm. I don't know her as a human, but this character I dislike immensely. Yeah, same. She's a traitor. So then C-3PO, who has full redemption in my eyes, <laughs> is trying to escape from the bridge because he's like, wait, I'm not on board with this mutiny. I don't like what y'all are doing. This is not good. <laughs> and then Poe starts shooting at him. Poor little C-3PO. Are you kidding me, Poe? He's just a protocol yeah, droid. Yeah, and C-3PO's like, wait, this isn't okay either. Yeah, he's literally doing what he is programmed to do. He's not trying to stop them. He's just like, I don't want to be a party to this. Yeah. And then Poe is like, you gotta be. Pew, pew, pew. And shoots him. Terrible. Are you kidding me? Poe, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so then Poe calls to Finn and he says that they're ready to make the jump. The stormtroopers are approaching the hangar crew and Finn says to DJ, all right, it's now or never. And then DJ pauses for a comically long time. And then he's like, now. And then the door opens. So now it's Rose's turn to go do her portion of the hacking. Whatever it is, we never get to see it, so. We don't get to see it. (laughs) This whole side plot, now that I see the whole thing, was dumb. It made no sense. So then, meanwhile, the crew is trying to break down the door on the resistance ship to get to Poe, and he is aiming his blaster to shoot at them when the door opens. Yeah. Again, Poe, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like now there's 400 of them left, and now they're fighting against each other. And he's willing to shoot them. Yeah. Why? That's crazy. For his plan. That didn't work. Yeah. So then back at the First Order ship, the hackers, they're running towards the tracker, Rose and Finn and them. I'm just calling them the hackers in this moment. Yeah. And then I wrote an evil BB-8 pops out, which I thought he was adorable. His name, by the way, is BB-9E. Yeah. He's a cutie. He's evil, though. But he's evil, yeah. But it's not his fault. He was programmed to be evil. Programmed to be evil. That's true. That's true. And then a bunch of bad guys and stormtroopers jump out. And then we've got our evil lady Phasma in her chrome stormtrooper suit. Love it. Which is actually really cool. It is cool. I like the design. And she says, FN2187, so good to have you back. I like her as a bad guy. Yeah, she's cool. I wish we got more of her. Did she die? She did die. Yeah. She did. Okay. Spoiler alert, she dies. (laughs) And then Poe actually hears it happening, I guess, over the comm that they have, the comm link, whatever. And he's like, they didn't succeed. And then his door breaks down and guess who it is? It's Leia. (laughs) It's Princess Leia all bandaged up in a muumuu. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst look of hers. Don't see a lot of cosplayers doing this one. That's going to be my cosplay outfit <laughs> with a bandage on my head and a giant muumuu and a cane and just being like, this is me now, guys. With a blaster or a stun gun. I think it was a stun blaster or whatever. Yeah, so she shoots Poe with it, but I wrote, probably doesn't kill him, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> Although, I mean, he does get his redemption, but I still am mad at him. Does he, though? I don't know. We'll discuss it. Yeah. (laughs) And then the other traitors 
raise their hand and surrender because they don't want to get shot at. And then we cut to the transports flying away. Poe is loaded onto one and Holdo and Leia are talking. And I think it was Holdo who says that one's a troublemaker. I like him. Ugh. And I rolled my eyes at that because, again, it's like... I did, too. What do you mean you like him? He was literally willing to kill you. Yeah. He basically did kill her in the end. Yeah. And then Leia starts walking onto the transport and Holdo says that someone needs to pilot the ship in order for the transports to escape. When I tell you I got full body chills, mm. Holdo is the real hero. She is. Nobody she's incredible. else is. Everyone else sucks. <laughs> do you know who she is, the actress? I've seen her in things and she's usually like the Karen. <laughs> yeah. She was the Karen in... In Big Little Big Lies. Little Lies, yeah. Her name's Laura Dern. I actually think last year she got, I might be wrong about this, it was either two Golden Globes or two Oscars, but she was definitely wow. nominated for two separate, I, I want to say Golden Globes because that's TV as well, because I think it was for Marriage Story, which she did, which also had Adam Driver in it, and mm-hmm. then maybe for Big Little Lies. I think she got nominated for two, which is wild. I like her. I love her. I liked her from the beginning. I liked yeah. her purple hair. I thought she was cool, and it seemed like she knew what she was doing. She just just wasn't willing to give away every part of her plan to Poe, which is fair. Because he got demoted. Yeah, she doesn't owe him that information. Yeah, chain of command. But yeah, so basically what she is saying is that she is willing to sacrifice herself for the greater good, which mm-hmm. is incredible. I know. And Leia starts tearing up and they both start to say, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a really cute moment, but I have to be honest. I Every time Leia shows up on screen, I'm wondering if this is actually her acting or if it was them rendering it and putting it together. (laughs) I'm unclear how much is done in this movie, but the next movie is like all of that. It's all taken from outtakes or CGI because she was already passed away at that point. But the weird thing is, I don't know, I just kept on trying to figure it out because she kept on speaking in half sentences. Yeah. Like she was like, too many deaths, can't have more. And I'm like, (laughs) are they just stringing this together or did they actually tell her to say that? Someone who's listening might know what was done with this movie in particular. I'm not sure which scenes were really her and which ones were put together after. I'm not really sure. But I do think that her and Laura Dern are actually like besties in real life. Oh, really? I think they might be. Yeah. So then they fly off, leaving Holdo behind. And I wrote a true hero because she is seriously the hero of the story. Yeah. Yeah. We love you, Holdo. We love you, Holdo. R.I.P. So meanwhile, we finally get back to Ray and Snoke, which is the moment I've been waiting for this entire section so far. I know. And he releases her from her handcuffs and he's like, come closer. And then he says, so much strength, darkness rises and light to meet it. And he actually has some really cool things that he says here. He says Mm -hmm. that he warned Kylo that as he grew stronger, his equal in light would rise. And he assumed that it was going to be Luke Skywalker, but he was wrong. Oh, and also, by the way, he does grab Luke's lightsaber using the force. Yeah. But I thought it was really cool because, again, and I know we discussed this in the last section, but this is really the first time in the franchise, at least to my knowledge, where they have been discussing the balance And how whenever there is darkness, there is light. And that, you know, it's just the force balancing everything out that as somebody gets stronger in the darkness, there's going to be somebody who gets stronger in the light. And this is actually a good callback to the prequel trilogy, because I know that we had sort of been hypothesizing Anakin's father and Mm -hmm. we had sort of landed on Darth Sidious, who was Palpatine's master, using the force to impregnate Shmi to have Anakin. There's actually other people that 
say Anakin's inception was the Force's response to Darth Sidious, and Darth Sidious's darkness created Anakin as the balance to his darkness Ooh. in the light. But he went dark, so. Yeah, but then he ended up being light because there's always a balance. Exactly, yeah. So that was something interesting that someone who listened to the podcast mentioned, and I thought that was really cool. I like that. I like that yeah. theory. I'm actually so excited when we finish the main movies to go through and read fan theories. Yeah, because there's so much. And that's what I think is really exciting about this franchise as much as I like to be negative about it. (laughs) I do think... Yeah, as much as I'm a hater, I do think that the quote-unquote plot holes that exist do spark some really interesting discussions and fan theories. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, he floats, right? The Force, I guess. He's like, come to me and doesn't yeah, wait for her. Yeah, he's like, come closer. <laughs> and then he just pulls her and she's just floating awkwardly. Honestly, kind of pulled me out because it just mm-hmm. seemed uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, you underestimate Skywalker and Ben Solo and me and it'll be your downfall and then Snoke for a second gets nervous and he's like have you seen a weakness in my apprentice but then he kind of shakes it off and he's like I was the one who connected your minds to bait you and now you will give me Skywalker and I will kill you with the cruelest stroke (laughs) which is a really crazy thing to admit when you're trying to get somebody to do your bidding yeah very true but it's also interesting because he doesn't deny that Ben has conflict in him he just says that he exploited that conflict to get Ray to come to him so then that begs the question why did he ask oh did you see a weakness in him because he knew that there was weakness in him that's why he used the connection. Right. I think he was pretending to be scared about it. Like, oh, oh. no, you saw weakness in him. He's going to turn. Ha ha. As a matter of fact, I let you see that weakness, you dumb girl. Wait, we should share the fun fact that we learned about Snoke oh. since our last episode. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Fun fact we learned, which I'm upset at myself that I didn't know this, is that Snoke is played by Andy Serkis, who also played Gollum in The Lord of the Rings. Which we also watched for season one. Which we watched for season one. And didn't he play someone else? And he played the Princess Bride in The Princess Bride. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was <laughs> the Princess Bride. He was Buttercup. Wait, no, I feel like he was something else in this. Didn't they send us? It was three characters I thought it showed us. It was something that I haven't seen. Oh, okay. But no, that is a fun fact that we learned. He's just an incredible motion capture actor. He was also in Planet of the Apes. Haven't seen it. Are you surprised? (laughs) I haven't seen most movies. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird for having been a film major. (laughs) I'm the same way, though. People always get on me for not wanting to watch old films, and I'm just like, I just want to know what's happening now. To be fair, I have seen a lot of the old films. Mm. I just haven't seen a lot of the current films. Someone (laughs) asked me what the oldest film I've seen that I enjoy is and I said Star Wars. Oh, that you enjoy. Oh, man. I mean, I've seen, I feel like I've seen a lot of the first movies that were ever made for film classes. Yeah. But I didn't enjoy them. (laughs) Yeah. When was Meshes of the Afternoon made? Anyway, this is a huge digression. I don't even know that movie. It's not really a movie. I think it's a short film. Well, anyway, that was our fun fact that Snoke, we've seen him before in a different form. We have. In a cave pining over a ring. We saw him die once before and we will see him die once again yes. in this section. But before he dies, after he goes on his little rant, Ray's like, no. And then he pushes her away and floats her in front of him and he's like, give me everything. And then I wrote down, I thought at the moment that he was torturing her, but I guess he was just reading her mind and it kind of hurt. Yeah, I think it's a combo, torturing her to get the information. And Kylo is looking a little conflicted about it. He sure is. 
I wonder what he'll do about it. I know what he's going to do. <laughs> I could not have predicted this, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so then Poe wakes up on a transport and he is freaking out. Leia calls him over and then I was just blown away by this yeah in a good way though because i was like oh my gosh why is poe such an idiot that he would think anything otherwise but basically leia and that other woman whose name i never remember explained that holdo did have a plan of course she did and it was to get the transports to an abandoned rebel base and then call for help and that the transports could sneak everyone there while the ship was being attacked and poe's like oh wait that makes sense yeah and he's like that could work what do you mean that could work that is the plan your plan didn't work yeah and she said something to him too about i forget what it was but basically her i wrote it down oh you wrote it down cool you say then she (laughs) said that she was more interested in saving the light than seeming like a hero yes which is a huge burn such a burn to poe wanting to just be a hero and i loved it and he looks very guilty about it Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) (laughs) and then we do get a shot of holdo alone on the ship watching the transports get to the abandoned rebel base and again i am just reminded about what a hero she is Mm -hmm. forever in our hearts and memories so then we see the first order marching finn and rose to hux and i wrote down where's dj which Mm. was answered pretty quickly pretty quickly so hux for some reason slaps finn across the face (laughs) for power (laughs) because he was mad at him yeah and then he thanks phasma and she's like here's the payment and ship as agreed and oh there's dj turns out he's one of the bad guys yeah but that's what i thought at first but it turns out he I guess he wasn't, but he cut a deal with them. The way that I think of DJ is he's kind of one of those people that's like, oh, I'm not political. I don't get involved with politics, you know? He'll just pick whichever side, yeah, benefits him. Yeah, exactly. So... Then it's revealed that he cut a deal with them and he provided them information. Mm -hmm. And one of the soldiers comes up and says they checked the information and it is accurate. There are 30 transports that left the cruiser and Hux commands for them to fire the transports, which is honestly crazy. Like, it's crazy that he's like, oh, you know, everything's good and bad. But I'm going to let this whole group of people get killed, obliterated. Yeah. I think at that point, you're kind of choosing a sign. Yeah. And now we come to the conclusion of the stupidest side quest in Star Wars history that literally did nothing. So let's just hypothesize for a second and say that Poe didn't become a traitor and didn't hatch this whole plan. And we never went to casino land. We never met DJ. We never did any of that. You know what would have happened? I did like casino land, though. But listen, (laughs) if they never did any of that, they would have gotten on the transport. And they all would have made it safely down to crate the salt planet and nobody would have died. Poe doing what he did made them lose half of their fleet or half of the survivors, probably more than half of the survivors. I would say more than half. The remaining survivors all fit on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. What he did was number one treason and number two was the reason that majority of them died. And if he never did any of that, they all would have survived. So I cannot suspend my disbelief enough for me to think that Leia then would give him command that like she does in the end of this. That was the thing that infuriated me. He would have been arrested and Rose and yeah. Finn. Dude. Ugh. He should have been killed honestly. And it did not drive the plot forward at all. It was such a yeah. waste of time and that's why I hate this movie. Yeah. No <laughs> I completely agree with you. That was the main gripe that I have with the film. I think that the biggest issue I mean everything else 
else, honestly, was pretty good. Mm -hmm. The other issues, quote unquote, that I have are with what the characters have done. But that's just because they're very compelling characters. And I'm like, how could you do this? Right. I don't understand how they thought that this added anything to the story. All it did was take away from the story and make our characters morally gray in a way that doesn't make sense that they would be able to get redemption. Yeah. And I think it made the other characters seem weaker in comparison because like Leia letting him take command makes it almost seem like she doesn't care as much about her crew. Right. Yeah. Because he has been shown now two times in this one movie to be willing to kill a lot of people just so he can be the hero. Yeah. And I I remember in the last episode you were saying something, oh, I bet I know how this is going to end. Poe's going to be right. And then they're all going to be like, oh, my God, Poe, you were right. That's amazing. But no, something worse happened. He was wrong and they still praised him. That's even worse. And Holdo died because of it. Yeah. It's very sad. So dumb. And it's all because he's handsome. All because he's handsome and (laughs) roguish. So speaking of Holdo before she dies, she is watching from the big ship in horror as a lot of these transports start getting blown up. Yeah. And one of the pilots actually calms her and asks if they should turn back. And she is absolutely, I mean, I have chills even saying it, but she's like, no, no, full speed to the planet. And then he gets cut off. So I have to assume that he got killed. Yeah. So back to the Snoke Ray Kylo situation, Snoke drops Ray and he's laughing because he read her mind and he's like, I'll give Luke the death he desires. And he also says that he's going to obliterate the entire Jedi Island once they kill all the rebels. Mm-hmm. And Ray tries to use the force to grab Luke's lightsaber from his side, but then it's kind of like a boomerang. It like spins around, it smacks her in the back <laughs> of the head, and then it goes back to him. There's like a lot of little like slapstick humor yeah. moments in these movies. But I like it. I think it's cute. I think it fits the genre. Yeah. But it's it's such a crazy difference from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Because I feel like that sense of humor has almost come about in the last like 10 or so years. Mm -hmm. Not slapstick. I know slapstick comedy has been around for a long time, but just like that sort of casual, like very light amount of slapstick. Yeah. It works well when you know that like children are going to be watching the film. Yeah, yeah. It's like funny for them. No, it suits for a younger audience. Actually, I have to tell you, there was one hilarious moment where I was looking down and writing my notes when I heard Finn say, they hate that ship. (laughs) And I thought that he said something else and I had to rewind. Oh, what'd you think? Because I was like, whoa, I thought this was a kid-friendly movie. Oh, you thought he said ship with a T. Yeah, ship with a T. (laughs) So anyway, Snoke is basically just laughing at her and he's like, look here now. And then he floats her to this little orb thing where she can see the First Order destroying all the transports. And he's basically like, it's over. There's nothing you can do anymore. And then she uses the Force to grab Kylo's lightsaber. Yeah. And then all the soldiers, there's like these red soldiers. I called them red stormtroopers, but they don't look the same at all. But they all pull out their weapons. But Snoke holds up his hand and he says he's impressed and that she has the spirit of a true Jedi. And then she launches herself at him. But then he kind of just pushes her aside easily with the force. And he's like, because of that. You must die. And then we get, honestly, one of my favorite parts of the film, but it's shattered (laughs) kind of quickly because he calls for Kylo to kill Rey and he picks up his lightsaber. And again, we have this echo of the previous movie where he says, I know what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And then Rey's very scared and she whispers Ben and then Snoke laughs and he's like, I can't be betrayed. I see his every intent. But someone, I thought it was Rey 
at first is wiggling Luke's lightsaber with the force yeah. while he's talking. And then Snoke says, and now he ignites it and kills his true enemy. And then Kylo's hand twitches and it activates Luke's lightsaber and kills him. Yes. Goes right through him, cuts him Crazy, in half. Crazy, unexpected moment. So unexpected. So Ray falls immediately because she was under his control and she turns around and she sees that he is completely impaled and then Kylo, or I was calling him Ben at this moment, but I kind of take it back now. He was Ben here, I think. He was Ben for like a minute. <laughs> so he pulls the lightsaber out with the force and then it basically just cuts Snoke in half and his half just flops over. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ray grabs it and then they have this moment, this supercharged moment where mm. they're staring at each other and then Kylo activates his lightsaber and they turn around and start battling all the red soldiers. And I was like, woo! Yes. This is the moment where he gets his redemption arc. But no, he doesn't. This is <laughs> such a cool battle, though. I love like the back-to-back fighting where we've got our two heroes in the center back-to-back supporting mm-hmm. each other with all the enemies around them. And I thought that this did a really great job. Though, I have to say, I am upset that in this film, we did not get a true lightsaber battle one time. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But I actually, that moment... I thought of as the main lightsaber battle because with the lightsaber battles in the previous movies, there's been a really cool, intense background. And this one had a very cool, intense background. Very cool. Yeah, if I had to choose, like, this would be the battle. But typically we would get two lightsabers against each other. And we don't really ever get that, even later in the film with Kylo. But this is almost a crazy twist on it because we do have two lightsabers battling. And one's red, but he's fighting for the good guys. Kind of. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. (laughs) So then, meanwhile, the transports continue to get blown up. And Poe, he's like, goes to the pilot. And he's like, go full speed. And she's like, I am, sir. Like, are you serious? You think that she's not going as fast as she can? Yeah, he's so dumb. She's just leisurely sailing across the galaxy, knowing everybody around her is dying. And she's like, oh, did you want me to go fast? Should I go faster? I was just taking a little cruise. I was just chilling in the the right lane. (laughs) Is this a problem? (laughs) And then, meanwhile, we see Finn. He's struggling against the stormtroopers holding him and he screams you murdering bastard to dj and then dj is like take it easy they blow you up today you blow them up tomorrow it's just business and then finn says you're wrong and then we pause on him for a minute and then he's like maybe and then he walks away dj bye dude yeah i hate him but also i do think he's a cool like kind of bad guy i think he's interesting yeah though i he served no purpose to this film served no purpose (laughs) did he die because we never see him again unless he left before holdo zoomed through which is possible nah probably not let's say he died so then we've got ray fighting off the baddies one of them almost kills her but she gets away from him and she kills him and at this point i actually wanted to chat with you because i think it's interesting and i never thought about it before the good guys in this franchise in the star wars world kill people Mm -hmm. and i think I feel like we've discussed it maybe on this podcast or maybe we haven't, but I know we've discussed it in real life, how in a lot of movies and TV shows, the hero refuses to kill ever. Yeah. And sometimes it's to their detriment. Yeah. To take a classic example, because I have seen some superhero movies, (laughs) Batman refusing to kill the Joker. The Joker kills so many people and does so many terrible things. He would be so much better off if he just killed the Joker. Absolutely. He refuses to. He refuses to. Obviously, I think when we're talking 
talking about real life, this conversation is different. But when we're talking in the world of films and stuff like this. Yeah, let's give a full disclaimer. Any strong statements we make, like, bad guys should be murdered. <laughs> it's about movies. But in this, yeah, Ray is murdering because she has yeah. to. I mean, what other choice does she have? Yeah, I mean, what else can she do? Disable them? Then that's the thing that makes me angry about Batman, too. Ryan and I talk about this all the time because he will do something that will absolutely completely debilitate the bad guys. And he'll be like, I'm not going to kill you, but I am going to snap your neck so you can never move again. <laughs> and it's like, OK, you're literally altering someone's affecting life. someone's yeah entire life. And you're like, but I won't kill anybody. But you're still doing something pretty bad. You're a, you're a hero in a superhero movie. Just kill them. It's so much easier. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just thought that was an interesting aside that I wanted to point out that I appreciate in this franchise yeah. that they are willing to kill the baddies. Yeah, because they got to. The bad baddies, not the good baddies. Yeah, not the holdo baddies, the bad baddies. <laughs> I also want to note that the bad guys have very cool weapons. They do. They're weird, like, light whip things. Yeah. They just came from a rave. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are different. Some of them are what I called in previous movies spicy Q-tips. I do love me a spicy Q-tip. Yeah, so cool. Ben is also fighting them off and he looks over and he sees Ray and she gets cut on the arm which I thought was going to be significant but it kind of wasn't. But I also noticed at this point that the room is on fire and the red is burning away which is probably like a metaphor or something but how did that even start there was one shot where i think ray hit the red with her lightsaber and it started burning but then um, i'm like is this room made of paper because that's what it's yeah it like. was weird and then we like also like dome. see space yeah around them and i'm like is there glass because wouldn't they die i think there is but glass. i guess that doesn't happen yeah. in star wars <laughs> you can survive space <laughs> and then both ray and ben are in sort of dire situations i'm calling him ben at this point because at this point i thought he was good but ray gets out of hers and she does save Ben by killing the guy that was holding on to him and then she runs over to that orb thing that she saw and she starts yelling for Ben to order the bad guys to stop firing because there's still time to save the resistance and then Ben is just kind of in a trance and he walks up to Snoke's partial body and she's like Ben and he says it's time to let old things die Snoke Skywalker Sith at this point I was cracking up because I was like what other S words do you have for us the Jedi the rebels let it all die and then he says Ray I want you to join me we can bring new order to the galaxy Uh, I was horrified I think this moment is so powerful though yes it's so good see this is the type of thing that like as a viewer I'm horrified but it's so good this is different from the post situation. Yeah, for sure. It's like in this situation, we don't agree with what Kylo Ren is doing, but in the progression of the film, it makes sense. It makes sense. Whereas what Poe did literally made no sense. The Poe thing <laughs> is infuriating because like it it ruins the magic of the movie because it's like nobody would do that in real life. Yeah. But this, it follows the progression of the story and it raises the stakes and it makes everything like really intense and yeah. you're just like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? And it mirrors what we've seen Anakin and Vader do before. In the prequel trilogy, Anakin proposed this to Padme, like, let's rule together. And then in the original trilogy, he proposed it to Luke and said, when he killed the Emperor, Luke thought he was going to be good, but all he wanted to do was rule father-son. And now Kylo's doing the same thing. Let's let this all die, and then you and I can rise up together and rule the galaxy the way we want to. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Because at this point, we as an audience are led to believe that he is going to become a good guy now, but no Our hopes are absolutely dashed. And Ray is distraught. She's kind of crying a little bit. And she's like, don't do this, Ben. Please don't go this way. And he says, you're still holding on. And then he kind of starts screaming. 
screaming and he's like, let it go. And then he asks if she wants to know the truth of her parents or if she's always known. And then she's crying at this point and he's like, you know the truth, say it say it mm. and i have to say this guy when he's like i don't know like kind of ordering her around like in a soft tone <sighs> i know you feel it <laughs> i love it i'm like yes i'll say it what do you want me to say <laughs> <laughs> kind of sexy it really is very good <laughs> and then she says they were nobody and he says they were filthy junk traders who sold you off for drinking money they're dead in a pauper's grave in the jakku desert oh I have chills even just reading yeah. this, but he goes on to say, you have no place in this story. You come from nothing. You're nothing. And she's like sobbing yeah. at this point. And then he says, but not to me. Join me. And then he holds his hand out and then his voice actually breaks a little bit. And he's like, please. So really intense moment. Best moment of the film. Oh, so good. And what do you I say for the 60th time? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about this reveal of Ray's? parentage i'm upset <laughs> i don't think it's true yeah because everybody keeps on being like who are her parents who are her parents i saw your parents i feel like he's lying to her yeah because why would it be such an important thing unless it was just to fake out the audience oh i don't know it is an interesting thing though because prior to this all we've seen really is that the most powerful jedi come from the skywalker line and you know we see at the very end of this film the very last little scene that we get we've got this little random kid mm -hmm. on casino island casino island i'm calling them all islands casino city <laughs> i can't think of the name of it it had a name that one they told us anyway i'm starting to rub off on yeah. you but he used the force and he's just some little kid so it just reminds you that there's other jedi out there wait did he use the force yeah to pick up the broom he like called it over with the force oh i, I don't know i thought that was just regular flavored magic well, i guess that that's makes the sense. force yeah <laughs> okay so i mean this movie shows us that the Jedi are out there. They exist. Just nobody's been looking for them. So Ray's just wow. maybe another one of those Jedi just hanging out on a planet that means nothing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's better that she is a nobody than for everybody to be connected. Yeah. But still, I, I mean, it was a shocking reveal for sure. No, yeah, I agree. And that moment was so intense. I loved it. I understand, too, like going into the third film, sort of still holding out hope that there's more to be revealed. It's possible. Yeah. You just never know. But I... Yeah. In this moment, found it really interesting that she was nobody. So anyway, quickly back to the transports. We see Poe watching in horror as the transports are getting blown up because it's all his fault. This is what you did, sir. But Holdo is starting to take action because she's the hero. Yeah. So one of the first order guys says that the resistance cruiser is preparing to jump into light speed. And Hux is like, yeah, it's empty. They're just trying to pull our attention away. So keep your eyes on the transports. So then meanwhile, we have Ray reaching out her hand to use the force to grab his lightsaber but then he starts trying to use the force to grab it back and they just struggle for it and it floats between them and I thought it was really interesting to see that they are equally matched yeah, for power. they are. And then we have Phasma telling the stormtroopers that execution by blaster is too good for Rose and Finn so let's make this hurt. And then two stormtroopers come with these crazy weapons <laughs> that I guess are just designed to behead them. Yeah. They look like those you know those flossers that are sometimes alligator shapes. Uh-huh. Yeah, something like that. That's They're spicy flossers. <laughs> and then Poe and Carrie Fisher's daughter watch Holdo on the ship and this girl's an idiot because she's like, she's running away. And then Poe is like, no, 
she isn't because she's not. She's turning her ship on the First Order and she's going to go into light speed through them. Through the ship. Incredible. Hux sees it as well and he starts freaking out and he screams fire on that cruiser so then a bunch of stuff starts intercutting at once all of these stories are kind of all happening at the exact same time which is a great moment yeah. in the film mm-hmm. so phasma screams execute holdo pushes into light speed and ray and kylo's lightsaber that they're fighting over breaks in half so then oh i have chills again <laughs> light speed breaks the first order ship in half and everything goes silent love that for so long i love that as a film technique to like drop the sound yeah. out in these tense oh moments. it was so intense mm-hmm. and it actually happened for so long that i thought that my headphones died <laughs> but then it started up again and then we see poe and leia watching the explosion and we see it and it's just absolutely massive and destructive and really cool and then finn wakes up everything's on fire around him rose is pulling him and she says there's a shuttle we gotta go and then phasma and stormtroopers kind of come out of the smoke and they approach and i think she yells out at him that he's a traitor again because everyone loves calling him that (laughs) but then they get shot at by this machine and guess who's running it bba that is hilarious BB-8 is the best. I also learned a fun fact. I think it's these particular weapons because we have the AT-ATs, which are on the ground. Yeah. This one is called an ATST. Oh, AT-ST. AT-ST, yeah. So then Finn and Phasma actually start their own what I would call mini lightsaber battle with no lightsabers. <laughs> Just a regular old battle. And then she says, you're always a bug in the system. And then he says my least favorite insult, which is, let's go, Chrome Dome. I know. And following such a good line, because I loved that she called him a bug in the system, because it really showed that they don't think of them as people. They don't think of them as humans. Yeah. They're just program meant to kill chrome dome get out of town that's bad that's pretty bad (laughs) so then finn falls and we're kind of faked out thinking that he fell out of the ship and rose is screaming no she starts shooting at phasma but then she has to duck down because phasma is going to kill her and then finn gets up somehow and he knocks phasma down and he breaks her mask which reveals one eye and she says you're always scum and he says rebel scum and then she falls to her death bye phasma i do like that we got to see a little piece of gwendolyn christie before her death that's crazy that that's all we get to see of her but i I do like her voice her voice is incredible though and she's got such a stature about her i feel like she was such a amazing choice for she's definitely like meant to be like a commanding soldier presence because she's very powerful yeah so then oh i hate this part Rose is on that machine with BB-8 and she says, I I don't want to say it's my least favorite because I have lines that I like even less, but she's like, need a lift, which is one of my least favorite things. It's definitely like top 10 least favorite things when someone's like in a situation where they're dying and then someone's like, hey, need a lift. lift." What was that other one you hate where they're like, I've got a bad feeling about this? Yeah, I've got a bad feeling about this. Another bad one. So bad. So then they get out. We see them flying away in a speeder thing and then meanwhile we see hux looking at snoke's dead body which is actually hilarious because his tongue is sticking out <laughs> oh that's so yeah. funny and then he turns and and sees kylo on the ground too and then hux asks what happened and ben says the girl murdered snoke what happened which I feel like the what happened, oh, this happened, what happened, oh, this happened, was not great writing. No. They could have phrased it slightly differently. Yeah, yeah. But then Hux says that she took Snoke's escaped craft. And then Kylo says, we know where she's going, get our forces to that resistance base, let's finish this. Another thing, if Poe 
didn't do all the dumb stuff he did in this movie, they would never have known that there was a resistance base down there. No, they wouldn't have. None of this would have happened. But Hux is not pleased with this, and he's like, finish this. Who do you think you're talking to? You presume to command my army? And then he says, our supreme leader is dead. We have no ruler. And then Kylo starts choking him Darth Vader style with the Force, and he says, the supreme leader is dead. And then Hux says, long live the supreme leader. What just happened? What do you mean? I feel like it was slight, but I think that Kylo Ren's The Supreme Leader is Dead was a question. The Supreme Leader is Dead, you say? I'm the Supreme Leader. Oh. I think that's what he was going for. Because in the subtitles, it was a sentence, not a question. I think it was supposed to be a question. Okay, because I was like, he literally just confirmed that he's dead. You said he's dead, then he confirmed that he's dead, and then you were like, long live this He, What do you mean? He's literally in half next to you. Yeah. Okay. Makes more sense. So then onto this abandoned planet, which I ended up absolutely loving. Yes, me too. This was the redemption arc loving. of this film, was this planet. I love this planet. Very cool visuals. Loved it. It does have a name too. We got the name. It's called Crate. Oh, it was said. We got the name. It was said at some I point. I totally yeah. wrote that down. I totally knew that. So Leia's looking out and she comes someone and says they're coming, shut the door, and then we see these cute, I thought at the time that they were little icicle foxes, but I guess they're crystal foxes or maybe salt, salt foxes. Yeah. Salt crystal. Salt or crystals? Yeah, I'm saying they're okay. the same. So one ship <laughs> does get in before the door closes and everyone's like shooting at everyone but then rose and finn pop out and they're like don't shoot don't shoot and then poe's like finn rose you're not dead where's my droid which is not cool no literally not at all and then bb8 runs out and then they reunite which is cute because he's like rubbing and he's like oh buddy i missed you but he doesn't care about his former love finn i think that poe is just as much in love with everyone as Finn is. Because even when he meets Ray at the end, oh, the way he looks at her. <laughs> I loved it. They're just as confused as we are. The Disney execs when they were making this were like, remember the love triangle that we kind of set up in the first movie? Let's pick completely new love interests for everyone in this movie. And let's see what they do for the next movie. And it's going to be totally different again. <laughs> Maybe. And then we actually get this really kind of chilling moment where Rose is looking around and she asks, is this all that's left? Rose, this is your fault. You took part in this. I blame you just as it's, much. I wouldn't blame her, but I mean, it's her fault for falling just because these handsome guys were like, we're rebels. Let's do this. And she's like, okay. And she's like, ooh, okay. Y'all are cute. <laughs> yeah. A couple of hotties asking me for something. Okay. And then I wrote, hmm, somehow Poe is still pretending he's the leader. He's like running around giving orders to people and he's like, the shields are up so they can't attack from orbit. Now let's broadcast a distress signal to the outer rim. Why is it him giving these orders? He was demoted. It literally makes no sense because they're like, oh, wow, Poe, you did this thing that got a lot of people killed. That was awesome. Let's make you the leader. Yeah. What's up with that? It makes no sense. Not a fan. And then Leia's totally on board with it. She's like, use my code. If there's any allies to the resistance, it's now or never. I mean, I guess that makes sense because if the rebels are sending a code out to their allies in the Outer Rim, it makes sense to use her code. No, I get that. But like her just being like, yeah, whatever Poe says, let's do it. Yeah, she's just like chilling in the back. Yeah, she's just sitting there relaxing. So then we have Rose taking inventory, but there's really nothing good in this abandoned mine that they're in right now. Mm -hmm. And Poe says, let's hope this big ass door holds long enough for us to get some help, which again, isn't a curse? I don't know. You tell me. 
Can they not curse? I don't know. I thought it was a kid's movie. I feel like the F word would be a curse. I don't know if ass is a curse. Is ass not a curse? We'll see if we get the explicit marker for our podcast episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> then we'll know. No, but I mean, I'm just thinking I don't have any kids and I don't want any kids. But if I was babysitting like a five-year-old and we were watching this movie and then she was like, big ass door, I would be like, dude, you cannot say that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so the bad guys have what they call a battering ram cannon yeah which is a battering ram but it's also a cannon if you couldn't tell from the name yeah, yeah and the resistance realizes that the giant door that they closed is the only way in or out so they can't escape and these guys are going to shoot down the door and finn says that there are allies who will come we just need to buy time and we have to take out this battering ram cannon basically just a mini death star yeah so then we have i guess the resistance makes little trenches yeah which how number one when did they have time and two trenches like that make no sense when there are ships flying above you because you know what they could do yeah. they could just fly above the trench and kill all of you yeah. and then you're trapped it doesn't make sense but it does show the cool salt it that's does, red yeah and the reason that we find out that it's red is because one guy is walking out and then for some reason a soldier decides to lick his footprint which is what I would do. So I, I don't blame him. But it's not a very soldiery thing to do to be like, hmm, that looks good. I'm going to taste it. But we also knew it was a salt planet because when they were explaining the plan, they were like, we're going to the salt planet of Crate. So they knew that. Well, I wasn't paying that much attention to that part, I guess. Obviously, this guy wasn't either. This guy wasn't. This guy's me just being like, hmm, what's that stuff? Let me lick Let it me lick and it. find out. <laughs> and hope it's not poisonous. <laughs> so then the resistance sends out these old ships real old from the big <laughs> store yeah and rose and finn and poe are actually on them and they're like falling apart yeah the ships but they are headed for the bad guys and then hux is on i thought he was on one of the ad ads but he they're actually on kylo's ship yeah that big paper airplane one yeah yeah and he reports to kylo that there are 13 incoming craft and he asks if they should hold and kylo says no the resistance is in that mine let's push through so then we've got the bad guy on TIE Fighters and they are just obliterating the old ass ships. I'm so proud you knew that they were TIE Fighters. Oh, I'm getting good at this. It only took me eight movies. You guys, Kelly bought Star Wars socks yesterday. We have a confirmed fan. I did buy Star Wars <laughs> socks. Although I have to say, so I bought a, a little set of socks with all of the bad guys of Star Wars on it, which I thought would be pretty cool. Why is Boba Fett considered one of them? He was in the movie for like two minutes. There's more Boba Fett to be had. Boba Fett's not okay. over yet. Because okay. I'm just like, I don't I don't know if I can wear them yet because I don't know who he I didn't know anything about him. In fact, if I recall correctly, I didn't even know who he was until after he died. And then you were like, that was Boba Fett. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it is interesting because Boba Fett, we do see more of him in some of the side series, but he didn't get reintroduced mm. until very, very recently. But there is a whole show oh. called The Book of Boba Fett. Wow. OK. I didn't watch it, though. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, I said I'd give it another it. shot, though. I would try it again. But yeah, I'm I'm trying trying to commit these things to memory now because I'm a true Star Wars fan who wears Star Wars socks now. Heck yeah. And <laughs> guess who is coming to save the Resistance? Chewie and his new pork friend. I love that I keep asking you to guess as if you don't know. Guess who's coming? <laughs> who is it? <laughs> it's Chewie. And guess what? He has a porg with him. And I like that the porg is trying to imitate Chewie. The way he's like screaming. Yeah. 
He's like, <laughs> yeah. So then they start shooting down the TIE fighters, and then Kylo screams, blow that piece of junk. Oh, Ray's there too. That's probably important. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Ray's there. Sorry. <laughs> Forgot that. So Kylo starts screaming, blow that piece of junk out of the sky. And then Ray tells Chewie to peel off from the battle and draw them away. And Poe is cheering that she got them away. And then Finn is like, oh, they hate that ship, which again, I had to rewind because I was like, whoa. <laughs> so then they're flying through these gorgeous red salt So mine. cool. Stunning. And the pork is honestly kind of horrified. <laughs> He's having a bad time. He was like, what did I sign up for? But then Chewie like pushes him away. The pork is me in this moment. <laughs> Definitely. He's like, wait, I don't want to be here. I wanted to hang out with Chewie. I didn't realize this ship was going to take off. <laughs> didn't realize that we were going to be in a war. <laughs> so then the cannon is opening and it's getting ready to fire. One soldier reports to Leia that they're taking heavy losses and Poe actually has a moment of self-reflection where he doesn't think that they're going to make it. And then Finn is ready to go into the cannon to shut it down. And then Poe is like, no, it's already charged. It's a suicide mission. And then Finn is like, I got to do it. I'm so close. Which is a weird echo of the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Where Leia was telling Poe, don't do it. And then Poe was like, I got to do it. I got to do it. Yeah. Why did Poe get a brain all of a sudden? Because he got scared that one of his potential love interests was not going to be alive anymore for him. So then Poe says, retreat, Finn. That's an order. And then Finn keeps going. And then Rose is like, it's too late. And Finn is like, I won't let them win. And then Rose says, please listen. You have to retreat. And then he pulls his headset off. I know. Kind of crazy. So then the cannon is preparing to fire. And Finn is going into the line of fire. His ship is literally falling apart. And then he closes his eyes. And then this part actually absolutely pissed me off. Because Rose, in her ship, knocks him out of the way. Why? Here's the thoughts going through my head. One, you could have killed him just there. Yeah. And then it would have been for nothing. Two, if you wanted to be a hero in that moment. And I thought that that's where it was going. Holdo just sacrificed herself for everyone. Yeah. Why? Mm, you go. You go. I'm going to be mad. I thought <laughs> when she was like looking around, I thought instead of saving him that she was going to move into his way and be the one to sacrifice herself. That would have been better. But no. She just did that and it, it, for for no reason because she wanted to kiss him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so he jumps out of his speeder. He goes to Rose and he's like, why would you do that? I was almost there. Why would you stop me? And she's like, I saved you, dummy. And then at this point I wrote in all caps, kiss, 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 because I didn't think it was going to happen, but then it did. And it was the worst <laughs> kiss of all time. It needed more. And she says, that's how we're going to win, not fighting what we hate, but saving what we love. Which, I'm sorry, I don't think that makes any sense. He could have saved the door. He could have sacrificed himself and yeah been a hero but he is not and then they kiss the worst kiss ever no tongue i mean there were barely any lips that was like a disney channel kiss that was a disney kiss yeah and then i thought that she died but she doesn't but i just wrote then why didn't she go into the cannon if she was going to die anyway (laughs) so then we find out that the distress signal from the resistance has been received at multiple points but there's no response. Nobody's coming to help. And then we get a really sad series of moments where Leia says, we fought till the end, but the galaxy has lost all its hope. The spark is out. That's so sad. But guess what? A hooded figure approaches. <gasps> Who could it be? It's Luke. And then I wrote, how did he get in? What a good question. <laughs> Makes no sense. But we find out that it's on purpose. <laughs> so then he sits across from Leia and she's like, I know what you're going to say. I changed my hair. <laughs> 
I loved it. I uh, loved it. I also just love seeing these two together. They were also real life besties. So Luke says he likes her hair. And then he says, Leia, I'm sorry. And she says, I know. I'm just glad you're here at the end. And Luke says, I came to face him, Leia, and I can't save him. So basically he's saying, like, are you okay with me killing your kid? Uh-huh. And then she says she held out hope for so long, but she knows her son is gone. And then Luke says, no one's ever really gone. And I thought that this felt like a tribute to Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I could see that. And then they hold hands and then Luke releases her and in her hands are the dice from Han Solo's ship. Which if you hadn't said in our last podcast episode that that's what that was, I would be like, and then he gave her some dice. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting because in the original trilogy, they're there, but they're never referenced. They're just there. (laughs) So then he gets up, he kisses her forehead, and then he leaves. He does nod to C-3PO before he leaves, which was actually an addition that Mark Hamill asked for because originally he was just supposed to walk by C-3PO and he was like, dude... I literally went on adventures with this guy. I can't just like walk past him and do nothing. Yeah, they're pals. So on the request of Mark Hamill, they did add a little acknowledgement to C-3PO. Very cute. I liked it. And then C-3PO was like, Master Luke. Master Luke. (laughs) I feel like I did a very good C-3PO impression just there. Sorry. If anybody wants to be impressed, feel free. It was very impressive. Thank you. Thank you. So then the soldiers in the trenches, which include Poe at this point, see someone approaching. Oh, I don't think I even mentioned, but Poe ran out of his ship and he jumped into the trenches at one point. I think it was during the kiss moment. Yeah, I think so too. I was a little focused on the kiss. Ugh, the worst kiss. Well, no, I think Anakin and Padme still have the worst kiss, but this one, we wanted more from it. We wanted more. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, she was like about to slip into a little coma, so I can't really blame her. <laughs> it would have been cuter if she like passionately kissed him and then like passed out. I don't know. I'd have to see options. <laughs> so it is Luke. He's coming through the hole in the wall and then Kylo calls for his army to stop and then he says I want every gun we have to fire on that man and then (laughs) they all start firing Kylo's screaming more more and you know that reaction gif right yeah I've seen that (laughs) and Hux is like that's enough. That's enough. And then Kylo sits down and then Hux is like, you think you got him? Which is incredible. <laughs> but, but he didn't get him. Which is the <laughs> But he part. did not get him. He is alive <laughs> and fine. And then he, he brushes his shoulder <laughs> off. So stupid, but I love it. And then Kylo's like, bring me down to him. And then Hux is like, don't get distracted from the goal. But then Kylo shoves him aside. And then we also see Finn dragging Rose through the hole in the door. And he's calling for a medic. And it turns out she's alive. She didn't die. But she's badly hurt. Yeah. So then Kylo comes out of his paper plane ship to Luke and Poe is watching it through binoculars and Finn is like let's go help him but Poe holds him back because actually something else happens first but (laughs) Kylo's like did you come back to say you forgive me to save my soul and Luke's like no which is great I just have to keep talking about Adam Driver and his performance in these films is great. As an actor, yelling is such a hard thing to do and like make it make sense or make it be like more than yelling. Like, I'm yelling and I'm angry. But the way he yells, it's so deep. There's so much there. So many layers. I love Adam Driver. No, he he's probably the best well, I don't know, it's hard to say, but I think the scenes with him are my favorite scenes in this movie and I think he is doing the best job for his character right now like he's doing so well to show what's going on in this character's head yeah making him very compelling even though 
He's a he's bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah, he's the best bad guy. He's so good. So then Kylo pulls out his lightsaber and so does Luke. And then this is the point where Poe explains that he's stalling to help them escape. And then Poe is like, well, how do we get out? How did Luke get in? Which, same. And then C-3PO is like, oh, there's possibly an unmapped opening, but the odds of finding it. And Poe's like, shh. And he's like, our 15,000. And Poe's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. To one. Amazing. So good. So then they realize they can follow the little salt foxes. Crystal critters. I wrote them as salt foxes too, but they they did mention them as crystal critters. But salt foxes Yeah, but I thought that, that was just like their cute name for them. Like I'm calling them salt foxes. They're calling them crystal critters. I can't imagine that's their official name. I also called them salt foxes. Because that's what they yes. are. We know the truth. So then Poe's like, follow me. And then Everyone looks at Leia because I hate this why moment. would they follow this a-hole? And then she's like, what are you looking at me for? Follow him. Why? Why would we follow this guy? He's going to lead us to almost certain death. But also this part's funny, too, because literally 10 minutes ago, they're like, there's only one way in and out. And then now they're like, wait yeah. a second. Actually, there is another way out convenient. So then at this point I, I wasn't 100% sure what Ray was trying to do because she was like look for life forms but apparently she was also looking for that same opening and the resistance. And she had the beacon and they had the beacon so she knew where they were she just didn't know how to get oh. to them. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because I saw the little flashing on the wrist, but I thought that that was something that was going to happen with Leia, but uh, I don't know. But yeah, so the Resistance realizes that the foxes are actually just squeezing through a tiny opening in a bunch of rock, and Ray gets to it at the same time on the other side. So it seems hopeless for a second, but I feel like it's easy to know that Ray is just going to use the force, so not that high tension. She said something like lifting rocks. I wasn't sure if that was a reference to the original trilogy with Yoda. Yeah, I, I think so, because that was sort of like the first lesson. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was lesson number three that we never got to see. Oh, perhaps. So then Luke and Kylo are facing off, and Kylo finally attacks him, but Luke is not attacking back. He's just dodging, yeah. which I was thinking at this moment. I was thinking, oh, like how Leah said, that you want to dodge so that you get a feel for your opponent's yeah. battle style. But no, that's not why. Not really, yeah. <laughs> but Luke says, I failed you, Ben. I'm sorry. And then Kylo's like, I'm sure you are. The resistance failed. The war something. And once I kill you, I'll have killed the last Jedi. And then Luke says a repeat of what he said earlier, which is amazing. Every word of what you just said was wrong, which is great. Yes, I did love that. And he said the last Jedi. And then Luke said the last Jedi. Yeah. Again. So he says the rebellion was reborn today. The war is just beginning. And I will not be the last Jedi. Roll credits. Mm. <laughs> and then we cut to Rey. Right after he says the last Jedi, we cut to Rey so we know that she is the next Jedi. Yeah. And she is pulling away the rocks using the Force. Love to so see So then it. the Resistance is looking out at her and then they rush over. Finn runs up to her and hugs her. But at this point I wrote, I like it, but now I want Finn and Rose to be a thing. Well, they did kiss, so. Yeah, there's just, I don't know, it's a good vibe there. Even though I'm mad at both of them, but I'm still fine with it. There is a moment later, too, like right before Ray sits down and talks to Leia, she looks over yeah. at Finn tending to Rose. And realizes she missed her chance. Yes, I feel like that was the intention of like, oh, I'm happy for them. Now I'm in love with this evil yeah. baddie guy anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> Which evil baddie are you referring to, Poe or Kylo? Kylo. Honestly, yeah, because Poe either. When, he, when they meet too, anyway, we're skipping ahead, but when they meet, Poe gives her the F me eyes too, so I don't know. She's like, <laughs> she, she returns She them. likes it. Yeah. So then Kylo says, I'll destroy her and you and all of it, and then Luke deactivates his lightsaber and says, no, 
strike me down in anger and I'll always be with you just like your father. And then Kylo rushes him and slashes his lightsaber through him, but then he just goes through him. And then Kylo turns around and he slowly puts his lightsaber through Luke again and he realizes that Luke is not there. Astral projection. This was the moment I was referencing in the prequel trilogy when we had that little astral projection moment with Obi-Wan and I was like, this is what I have to assume it is because we do see it again. This is a much Uh, more intense version of it because he is very far away. Yeah, he's on another planet. Yeah. So then Luke says, see you around, kid. And then he disappears. Disappears. And then Kylo screams, no. And then Luke wakes up on Jedi Island and passes out because clearly that projection took a lot out of him. So much so that it kills him. Yeah. So yeah, he gets back up. He sees the sun. I wrote, I don't know what's going on. He's crying as the suns are setting. There's two of them. Is he thinking of Tatooine? His Tatooine home. And then he drops and he disappears. So yeah, he died. So the song that plays there, I call it Luke's theme. It probably has a name, but the first time we ever hear it is in episode four when he's walking out on the dunes and we see the the two sons for the first time is the very first time we yeah. hear this. And then to hear it again now. And you love that oh, I love it so much. I love it. Him seeing the two sons because this planet apparently has two sons as well. Or maybe he's just thinking about it. Oh, he's thinking that there's two sons? Like he's looking out at the one son, which we saw, and then we cut back to him and then it cuts back to the sons again but there's two this time so maybe he's just like thinking about the suns of Tatooine setting on him I don't know I think that this planet has two suns let (laughs) me have my theories please (laughs) so then Kylo and his stormtroopers are marching into the mine and Hux is there too but he's like looking angry (laughs) which is fair because he's an angry man yeah and then Kylo goes in and he looks around and he kind of drops down and it seems like he's picking something up which we find out what it is in a second but he sees Rey she sees him presumably in their like little force connection because they're not in the same spot and then she closes the door on him and then we look down and see he is holding Han's dice and then they disappear yeah and I also like this moment with Kylo and Rey because it shows that even if Snoke connected them for some reason though Snoke is dead they're still connected connected. because they're in love so then the resistance is reuniting with Rey and Chewie and C-3PO and it's actually a lot of cute moments everyone's hugging and then we get the sexy moment where Poe is introducing himself to Ray and she's like I'm Ray and he's like I know and then she gives him this smile like Hmm. I'm curious about you, handsome devil. Ooh, man, I've got so many, so many exciting romantic <laughs> thoughts, but none of them will come to fruition, so it doesn't matter. To be honest, if anyone knows any good fan fiction, I would say Kelly and I are probably both in the market for some good fan fiction. Yeah, I will tell literally any pairing of the following people. Ray, Kylo, Poe, Finn, Rose. Any combination or multiple would be totally fine. Yes. Please send your submissions to sendusfanfiction at gmail.com. <laughs> Just or you could tweet at us. Just feel free to tweet us some good fan fiction. We will enjoy that. Yes. So then we see the moment with Finn tucking Rose in and Ray watches and she's like, man, I missed my opportunity for that sexy guy, but I've got two other sexy guys on deck, so it's fine. <laughs> and then Leia sits down with her and then Ray says, Luke is gone. I felt it, but it wasn't sadness and pain. It was peace and purpose. And Leia says she felt it too. And then Ray asks, how can we build a rebellion from this? And Leia says, we have everything we need. And then... I don't think it was intentionally this way, but the way it made me think of seeing the Falcon going through hyperspace, I was thinking like, man, everything they need is just on that tiny little ship. That's kind of sad. (laughs) No, everything they need is inside them. They have the hope. Oh, you know what else I wanted to mention, though? 
I do think it's interesting that every time a new Jedi comes to be, their master dies. Yeah. The inciting incident. Yeah. It's the thing that, yeah, incites them to become the powerful Jedi that they become. Yeah. And the cycle continues. And then we do get the last scene, which is the little kid jockeys from Casino Planet. And one is telling a story that seems to be the story of what just happened somehow. Somehow they know, yeah. <laughs> and then an angry... At, at this point, I actually thought, like, I was like, wait, don't tell me this movie was all the imaginings of these kids. No, oh my God, can you imagine? Because that would be hilarious. <laughs> but then this angry alien runs in and he's like, get back to work. I, I assume he says that because it's in an alien language. But they all run back to work. And then one goes outside to sweep. He looks out. He sees a ship going into hyperspace. And then we see he's wearing a rebel ring because he's a rebel now. And and he did use the force. So he's a little Jedi in the making. Or maybe just some other flavor of magic. Who knows? Who could say for sure? This is the magic that exists in this universe. <laughs> so I'm going to say it was the force. But we don't know for sure. So. We'll find out. We'll, or we'll find we won't. Out. Or we'll never see that kid again. <laughs> you know, one or the other. I will say. I was surprised and grateful to see that the kids weren't murdered. Me too. They probably just got a talking to, a stern talking to. Mm, I don't know. I don't I don't trust them anymore. I don't trust these bad guys because bad guys in this franchise love to slaughter little kids. Yeah, that seems to be a theme. Yeah. But not Anakin. He would never. Except for those two times. Except for those two But aside times. from those two, he probably wouldn't do it. Although, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he does it multiple more times as dark. <laughs> yeah, in the time we didn't see. But anyway, that is the end of the movie. Yay! And we only have one more movie left in this trilogy, and it's called Star Wars Episode Nine: Resistance is Coming. Wait, I'm going to give you one word that it has in it, and then you're going to have to come up with the rest of it. Deal. One of the words in the title is Skywalker. The Skywalker Rises. Whoa. Is that what it's called? The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, my gosh. I'm so... oh, she's got the force. I knew it. I know everything about this franchise. I know everything. <laughs> Wait a second. How does that make sense when every Skywalker is dead? Interesting. Oh my gosh. If Rey turns out to be a Skywalker, <laughs> I am going to be mad. Yeah, because then her and Kylo would be related. Because how? And how, yeah. How would Luke not know unless if she's the other sibling of Kylo, but then he would know. I don't know. I'm already mad at his <laughs> We'll see you guys next week for the rise of a Skywalker. I have to assume it's Leia because it can't be Rey. I'll be mad if it's Rey. <laughs> and that's it. See you next week. See you next week. You've been listening to the It's All Geek To Me podcast, hosted by Leah and Kelly. Make sure to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast player and give us a rating. You can also follow us on Twitter at All Geek Podcast. New episodes drop every Thursday. See you next week.